0: Welcome back to Not Your Normal Anything. I'm your host, Sam, and in today's episode, we will be talking about some of my own personal encounters with the paranormal in a series I'm going to be calling Ghostly Encounters. From my very first experience to one of my scariest, today you will hear four chilling stories. First, the old woman, second, I'll save you a seat, then the girl on the stairs, and lastly, the demon in the museum. All names and places will be changed to protect my location and all the identities of the people included in these experiences. Let's get into it. The Old Woman When I was a little girl, we lived in an apartment. Altogether there were a set of four apartments. When you turned down the shared entrance, you would start at the fenced yard of my apartment, which was attached to another apartment. These two apartments were separated by a parking space, a shared storage shed for all of the apartments, and another parking space, and then the other two apartments that were also attached to one another. Our apartment was attached to a little old lady's. Her name was Margie, and she was really sweet. She always gave us those colored marshmallows and they quickly became my favorite. My brother, my cousin, and myself would go visit with her every single day. She'd ask us about school and cartoons and we would sit and entertain her with the tales of children. She enjoyed our company and we enjoyed hers. She had become like another grandma to the three of us. One thing to know is that Margie was scared of the dark. Come nighttime, she would always have a light on. After she died, well, that didn't change. I was around five or six when she passed. I don't remember what her cause of death was, just that she was there one day and gone the next. We were sad for a while as we were all quite young. My brother is only a few years older than me, and my cousin and I were the same age. I remember being very sad and not really understanding. Margie was just gone. A few months after she passed, I woke up to a light being on in the living room. We had those touch lamps. You know, one tap would make it dim, two taps would make it medium bright, and the third tap would make it very bright. I heard my mom shout from the bedroom, Margie, turn that light off. I remember thinking to myself, Margie? Our neighbor? She's here? Like, in our house? The light went off and I decided to get up and look. I went to the doorway of the room and peered out. It was dark and the only light was from the moon which was shining in through cracks of the blinds. I stood in that doorway and stared out. I couldn't see anyone and wondered why my mom would yell for Margie to shut the light off if there was no one even there. I decided to crawl back into bed and go to sleep. I'd ask my mom about it in the morning. I got back into bed and as I was laying there, trying to fall back to sleep, I felt someone breathing on me. Being a child, I didn't think much of it and I figured it was just my older brother. So I turned around to see what he wanted, but he wasn't standing by my bed. No one was. I saw what looked like a nightgown float past the door and I hurried out of bed. I went to the doorway again and peered back out into the darkness. The light kicked back on again, and this time I saw a figure of an old lady sitting on the couch. The light got brighter till it was at the brightest level, and then she turned to look back at me. She looked pretty much the same as I remembered, except I could tell something was off about her. Margie, turn that damn light off, my mom yelled again. The light went out and I squinted to see where Margie was, but the room was empty. I crawled back into bed and then a voice came from right next to my ear. I hate the dark, said a soft voice in a hushed tone. I turned to see Margie, her face was right next to mine. She repeated, I didn't know what to say, I just laid there staring at her. After a few seconds, she got up and then she vanished through the wall that attached to her apartment. It wasn't until I got older that I found out that she had been turning on our lamp almost every night since she died. However, after that night, she never turned the light on again. save you a seat. When I was in third grade, we moved from the apartments in the other story to a bigger apartment across town. It had an upstairs and a downstairs. When you walked into the upstairs, it was a living room. If you kept going, there would be a small hallway to your left where my room and then my brother's room were located. At the end of the hall was a bathroom and the washer and dryer were also in the hallway. To the right of the living room was the kitchen and then a staircase that led to the downstairs where there was another living room. There was no door on the staircase. To the right of the living room was another hallway. When you entered the hallway, immediately to your right was a door to the storage room. If you continued down the hall you would come across my parents' room on the left and another bathroom on the right. We had been living there for a while before anything ghostly occurred. One night, my brother was in his room with the door closed, talking to his girlfriend on our house phone. This was back before everyone had a cell phone. Most kids had to wait till they were a certain age before they were allowed to get one, and my brother was about a year away till he got his. After he had ended the call, he went to go and put the phone back on the hook so that it could charge. When he opened the door, he saw her. A girl was standing there staring at him. She had a hand on either side of the wall and had long black hair that covered her features. My brother froze in place, unable to move for a while. He just stood there, staring at her and her at him. He eventually was able to move back into his room and shut the door. Let's just say the phone did not go back on the hook that night. The next morning, he told me and my mom what had happened. He was the first one to have any contact with the ghost girl. A couple of months later, my aunt was in town and she was staying with us. She headed downstairs to take a shower. My brother was sitting on the couch watching TV and my mom was in her chair. I was sitting in front of her on a stool as she was doing my hair. As she was combing through my hair, me and her heard a girl whisper, I'll save you a seat. We both said, what? At the same time and looked toward my brother who had no idea what we were talking about. Save us a seat where? My mom asked him thinking that he was just messing with us. Looking confused, he asked, What are you talking about? I didn't say anything. Me and my mom looked at each other, but didn't know what to say. She finished doing my hair, and then she stepped outside. I headed down the hallway towards the bathroom when I stopped dead in my tracks when I heard a girl say, I'll save you a seat. From the living room, I heard my brother say, who said that? I rushed back into the living room and looked at him. You heard it this time? I asked him. He nodded. My mom came back in and we told her. When my aunt came back upstairs after her shower, we asked if she had said anything or heard anything. She looked at all of us confused and told us that she went downstairs and got right into the shower. She didn't say or hear anything the whole time she was down there. Still to this day, we don't know where she is saving us a seat. And I still would like to know why I'm the only one she said it to twice. Nothing really happened after that until my mom was pregnant with my younger brother. It was around eight or so in the morning, and she was the only one awake. She heard knocking on the basement wall. Thinking it was my dad, she asked, what? There was no response. A few minutes later, she heard the knocking again. A little more irritated, she yelled, what? Again, down the stairs, and still no response. Another couple minutes pass, and then more knocking. Completely annoyed, my mom goes down the stairs, and as she is heading down the hallway and about to enter their bedroom, she said, oh my hell, what? As she entered the room, she was shocked to see my dad still in bed, fast asleep. Freaked out, she went back upstairs. She found items that were in the back of the laundry shelf on the floor. Everything that was in front of those items was still perfectly fine and intact on the shelves. Nothing really happened after my little brother was born, but still to this day, I have nightmares about that apartment, but particularly the basement, which I was always scared of. In that dream, there's always a girl and she's always waiting in the basement. The Girl on the Stairs I went to a very haunted high school and maybe in a future episode, I will go over the stories I heard while I attended there. But today, I want to talk about my own personal experience with the paranormal. My first class of the day was choir. My school was set up in two separate buildings, the main building and the second building. The choir room was in the second building. I headed down a narrow hallway that led to the stage entrance of the auditorium. There were also steps leading down to a door that went into where the audience sat. Across from the stage entrance was a small archway that led to another hallway. As soon as you turned into the hall there was a door to the outside, next to that was the drama room, further down the hall was the choir room and at the end of that was the band room. I was passing the stairs that led down to the audience when I saw a girl standing by the door at the bottom of the stairs. We did have a play going on so it wasn't uncommon seeing kids waiting to get into the auditorium. It was a little strange that she was by that door and not the door that led to the stage itself but I didn't pay much attention. I had one earbud in and was listening to my iPod. I turned down the hallway to go to the choir room when I heard the girl start to cry. I turned around to ask if she was okay but there was no one there. I don't know about your schools but in an empty hallway if someone were to run up the stairs it would have echoed. Even the door closing would have made a noise. There was another set of stairs that led to the second floor and were right next to the stairs where the girl was standing. Except, they were a lot steeper and not a lot of people ran up them, unless they wanted to trip. And again, it would have echoed. I was curious and I wanted to check on the girl, so I went over to the stairs and down them to the door. I tried to open the door, but it was locked. I looked around to see where else she could have gone, but there was no sign of her. Playing it off as maybe just my imagination, I continued toward the choir room. As I turned down the hall and headed to my class, my music cut out that I was still listening to. And I heard a young girl in a shaky voice say, Help. Me. I looked around again, just as the bell rang releasing the students who had early morning classes. I never saw that girl again. I wish I could go back and find her though so I could help. There are so many lost spirits stuck in that school, it would be really hard to just find one. Me and my friend Isaac took a trip out of state a few years back to visit a friend of ours named Sebastian who had a haunted museum. Isaac had been down there before, but this was my first time going. We got to the museum around 7 or 8 p.m. The whole thing was ran by a generator. After Seb got it up and running, we went in. The first room was a hangout space with chairs and a ping pong table. But in the back of the room, almost in the corner, was a door. we went through the door, we were met with several artifacts. From dolls, to books, to music boxes. There were so many different objects in the room that I just stared around for a while. Back then, Isaac and I were into paranormal investigating. So we walked around, stopping at different objects in the room to get a backstory and try to make contact with the spirits attached to the objects. But we weren't having that much luck. I mean, we got a few things here and there, like the music boxes playing by themselves even though they were closed and unwound. We also heard what sounded like bomb sirens going off from the World War section of the museum, but nothing too crazy. We decided to take a break and we were all three standing around the table. We left the door to the museum open. Isaac decided to play the Crooked Man song. Neither Seb or I had heard the whole song and the lyrics were really creepy and dark. Both me and Seb got the chills and I felt the hair on the back of my neck standing up. The atmosphere in the room had changed. At this point, me and Seb were standing across from each other on either side of the ping pong table and Isaac was standing at the head of the table furthest from the door. We were all talking when I got the sudden urge to look up at the museum door. There was a tall figure peering around the door. Where it was meant to have eyes were just empty, sunken in holes. It had two slits that I assumed was its nose and then a mouth that was nothing but teeth, and it was smiling. Its skin was stark white and you could see veins running through it. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't get scared easily, especially by the paranormal. But something about that entity really freaked me out. I jumped into the air and I screamed. Both boys looked at me in shock. Seb told me he could see the fear in my eyes which in turn freaked him out. I explained what I saw, I had chills all over my body and I was shaking. The being had disappeared. I went toward the door of the museum almost immediately to see if it was still inside. The boys followed but the being was no longer there. We took a small break and relaxed before we continued on with the night. After I saw the figure we ended up back into the museum for a little bit more investigating before we called it a night. As me and Isaac got into the car to head back to our hotel, a Disney song started to play. But on the screen, it said that it was the Crooked Man song playing. A little weirded out, we changed the song and changed it back, but this time it was displaying the correct name of the song. When we got back to the hotel, I went into the room and fell asleep watching Family Guy, while Isaac slept out in the living room on a pullout couch. The next morning, Isaac told me he didn't sleep much because a little boy was standing in the corner of the room the whole night crying. When we got home, I had to immediately go to bed because I worked graveyards and had a shift that night. I fell asleep but I was awoken up to the sound of a music box playing. I didn't own a music box. The music sounded exactly like the music from one of Sub's music boxes in the museum. I was awoken to the sound of that music box for weeks after returning home from that trip. However. I never saw that entity again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Not Your Normal Anything. Please join me next time when I read a story that I wrote. What would you do if you woke up to find out that nobody remembers who you are? but not only that, the only person who does remember you turns out dead and you're the prime suspect. Find out what happens on the next episode. Bye!